0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday from the Coptic month, Kiah, in which actually we remember the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth to help her during the last three months of Elizabeth's pregnancy. The first Sunday was the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah regarding the birth of John the Baptist. Last Sunday, the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth. The first observation we find that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the family of John the Baptist is a very blessed family. Everyone in this family was filled with the Holy Spirit. We read about John the Baptist himself. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb of his mother. And St. Mary, when he, she visited Elizabeth, we hear here, then, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she spoke out with a loud voice and said. Also, after the birth of John the Baptist, we find that Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. It's beautiful to have a family. All the members of the family are moved by the Holy Spirit, and they are dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. All of us who are baptized, we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts. But the meaning of being filled with the Holy Spirit means to kindle this gift, this grace in our heart. Sometimes we resist the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we quench the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we grieve the Holy Spirit. But being filled with the Holy Spirit means the Holy Spirit directs every single choice in my life. Direct every single area in my life. Nothing is secluded. My heart, my mind, my thoughts, my deeds, my actions, my habits, everything are under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And the words that she uttered after she being filled with the Holy Spirit, these are the words of the Holy Spirit not the words of Elizabeth. That's why you need to pay attention to these words, careful attention to these words. What did she say? She said to St. Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord." If we analyze her words, number one, she venerated St. Mary twice. When she said, Blessed are you among women, and when she told her, Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So actually, she venerated St. Mary twice. And St. Mary, when she replied, she said, All generations will call me blessed, henceforth all generations would call me blessed. That's why when we venerate Saint Mary, when we honor her, that's actually an instruction from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit uttered these words on the mouth of Elizabeth. I think Elizabeth was comparing between her husband, the priest who has long experience with the Lord and from his mouth the law of God is required, as we read in the book of Malachi, the law of God is required from the mouth of the priest, and she's is comparing Zechariah who doubted the annunciation of Archangel Gabriel with this little girl, St. Mary, who believed. Zechariah, he has many examples like Abraham and Sarah who were old in age, and God granted them Isaac. But St. Mary, there was no example at all, either before or after her, that a virgin and give birth to a child. But St. Mary believed. That's why Elizabeth, or the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Elizabeth, was actually venerating St. Mary. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And apparently here, the Lord revealed to Elizabeth through the Holy Spirit that Annunciation happened to St. Mary through Archangel Gabriel. The second observation about her words, she said, the mother of my Lord, the mother of my Lord. And how we can understand the word the Lord here? Definitely we cannot understand it as earthly master or earthly lord. Definitely not. But the Lord here is about God himself. Because how Elizabeth, who was almost 90 years old or 80 years old, she speaks about a baby still embryo in his mother's womb, and call him Lord. And also what she said about what John the Baptist did in her womb, when she told her, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ear, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. As if John the Baptist was dancing in the womb of Elizabeth, or more accurately, he was prostrating in the womb of Elizabeth to the Lord Jesus Christ in the womb of St. Mary. That's why when she said the word Lord, she means God, the Messiah. And these are the words of the Holy Spirit on her mouth. And she called St. Mary the mother of my Lord, the mother of God, Theotokos. This actually term that Nestorius stood against it and said, we cannot call Saint Mary the mother of God. We call her the mother of Christ, because the heresy of Nestorius, he is saying, Mary give birth to just a regular human being, just a regular human being. Then the divinity dwelled on this human being, which actually is a heresy, because According to Nestorius, Jesus is a regular man whom we make God, and this is a heresy. But the divinity was not united with a human being, with a man, but the divinity took the humanity from St. Mary, and the child who was born of St. Mary is the Son of God. So the divinity took the humanity, the nature of humanity. Baby who is born of St. Mary is the Holy One, God incarnate. Here we find a biblical confirmation to what the Church believes that St. Mary is the mother of God. These are the words of Elizabeth, or more accurately, the word of the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Elizabeth. And John the Baptist, when he felt the presence of the Son of God, he prostrated in the womb of Saint Elizabeth. And many fathers compared David when he was dancing in the front of the Ark of Covenant with John the Baptist. The Ark of Covenant symbolizes Saint Mary, because inside the Ark of Covenant, There is the pot of manna, Aaron's rod, and the two tablets that God gave to Moses. So the two tablets is the word of God, and the pot of manna has the manna, the bread of life. And the rod of Aaron symbolizes the wood of the cross, because as this rod blossomed without planting or without watering it, And life came from this rod in the same way life came from the cross. That's why the Ark of Covenant that contains these three things is a symbol of St. Mary, who was carrying in her womb the Lord Jesus Christ. David, how he reacted, he was dancing in front of the Ark of Covenant. So the father said, as David was dancing in the front of the Ark of Covenant, because inside this Ark, there is the pot of Manna, the two tablets, and Aaron's rod. In the same way, John the Baptist danced in the womb of Elizabeth in front of St. Mary, the Ark of Covenant, who carries in her womb the bread of life the Savior of the world who will die on the cross, and also the Logos, the Word of God. And St. Mary responded with a prayer, and she gave glory to God. All these words of praise and veneration that St. Mary heard from Elizabeth did not make her feel prideful. No. Actually, she responded in a very humble way. She said, I am nothing. It is actually the grace of God who lifted me from this nothingness and exalted me. That's exactly what St. Mary said. My soul magnifies the Lord. All this glory should be rendered to God. My soul magnifies the Lord. Why? Because he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. I am his maidservant. You call me Mother of God? That's true indeed. But in reality, I am his maidservant. I am nothing. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. It is not based on my merits, but based on his grace. He has done great things for me. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. And she started to explain. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. God exalted the humble, but resisted the proud. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. So she is saying to Elizabeth, what you are seeing in me, it is because of his mercy, because of his might, because of his love, he exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. I was hungry for righteousness of Christ. As the Bible says, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich, those who feel they don't need anything from God, they are righteous. They are self-righteous. He has sent them away empty. Here I am amazed at the humbleness of St. Mary. How, with all this praise, and with all these words of commending her, how she responded in a very humble way. I am nothing. It is God who exalted me. It is God who has regarded my lowly state. I am, in reality, his maidservant. But out of his love and mercy and grace, he exalted me to be called his mother. St. Mary, during this time, I'm sure she was thinking about how she would deal with people, especially like Joseph, when they discover her pregnancy. And some, like Joseph, may doubt her purity and think that she committed a sin. But she says here, My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. She was joyful in the midst of this great tribulation. Because she cannot defend herself. If they accused her of fornication, she cannot actually defend herself. And according to the law, she should be stoned till death. How a person does not lose his joy in the midst of being worrying? Nowadays, many people, they worry. They worry about many things. They worry about their children. They worry about the future. They worry about their health. They worry about the conspiracy of the enemies. Many, many things we worry about. And once we worry, we lose our joy. We lose our peace. But here, St. Mary, she did not lose her joy even in the midst of this trial. Why? Because her eyes were on God. She trusted that God will deliver her. God will defend her. That's why she said, My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. God will save me. God will deliver me. I trust Him. That's why I'm not worried. He is my light and my salvation, as David said. So I will not be worried. Even if an army attacked me, even if the mountains turned into the seas. I will not be shaken. My trust in God. And this is what St. Paul taught us in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 when he told us instead of worrying just pray. Do your part and pray. Be anxious over nothing. But in everything you worry about Through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Also St. Mary called God my Savior, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, which means she is in need of salvation. Because some denominations, they believe that Saint Mary was not born with the original sin. And that's why she doesn't need salvation. And they call this immaculate conception. Immaculate conception. Conception that when her mother became pregnant, with Saint Mary, immaculate means without sin. The Catholic teaches that when Anna was conceived in Saint Mary, she was conceived without the original sin. Definitely this doctrine is wrong and not accurate. They just added this doctrine to their belief system I think, in the 16th century. So almost for 1,500 years, the Church did not believe in the Immaculate Conception. But now the Catholic believes in the Immaculate Conception of St. Mary, but we, the Orthodox, we don't agree on this doctrine. And St. Mary clearly here said, the Lord my Savior, which means she needs salvation. The last point I like to mention here, the spirit of service. Saint Mary heard that Elizabeth was pregnant. She knew this from Archangel Gabriel. Immediately, as we read, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, with haste. She said, this old lady, needs my help right now. I cannot delay my going to her. I need to run immediately. She traveled until she reached the house of St. Elizabeth. As you know, St. Mary, during the time of Annunciation, it happened in Nazareth of Galilee. Galilee. is in the north and Saint Elizabeth with Zechariah were living in Bethlehem, in Jerusalem. So, if you remember the map, in the north there is Galilee, in the middle, Samaria, and Judea in the, in the south. So, she traveled actually a very long trip in the mountains from the north to the south to serve Elizabeth. She stayed with her three months. And when people start to come to attend the birth of St. John the Baptist, she left because she is not seeking glory. She served it in secret. She served it in quiet time when there was nobody around Elizabeth. But when people came, she left to her house. The spirit of service. We should have this spirit. Don't wait until somebody asks you to help him. If you have the spirit of service, when you see anybody in need, you will jump to help him. You will jump to serve him in secret without making anybody observe this so that your reward will be from your father who sees in secret this story and the prayer of saint mary is very powerful story and there are many lessons that we can learn from this story may the blessing of saint mary and saint elizabeth be with all of us and glory be to god forever and ever amen